Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Get your Bibles open to Matthew 10. Does anybody know what a miracle looks like? Anybody know what a miracle looks like? Yeah? All kinds of different ways miracles look. Amen. I want you to look over to this section over here at this young lady right here, Jerwan. And I want you to see what a miracle looks like. So happy she's back. She looks so good. She flatlined two or three times. Flatlined twice and was on the other side. But God is God. Amen. God is faithful. God is amazing. And she's here tonight. Amen. Not too many people can say that. That they flatlined and are still alive. Amen. So we thank God. God's not done with her yet. Amen. She texted me the other day and said she got the clearance to be here. And I just rejoiced. I was so excited. Amen. And that just kind of actually is a, a really good tie-in to my message tonight about a flatline and a heart attack and um, having those kind of physical issues. I was uh, watching a basketball game Monday night. And there was a Monday night football game on, and some of you may have seen this or heard about it. And I actually didn't know it was happening. Some people started to text me and ask me if I knew. Uh, But a man was playing for the Buffalo Bills and uh, 23 years old and um, tackled a guy and got back up and fell back down and had a cardiac arrest right there on the field. And uh, I want to say something about that tonight, and I want to say first and foremost, uh, I'm very sad that that happened to him, and that he is fighting for his life right now, and we need to pray for him, and I'm going to get to that in a moment, right, as as people, we should pray for people. But I began to think about this, and this is a lot of times how the Lord gives me messages, I began to think about how and watch how uh, the, the commentators talked, and people began to react, and they canceled the game, which they should have, and, and they were concerned about him. And, and it was just this big, big, huge ordeal that this man had had a heart attack on the field, which is a big, huge ordeal. Amen? Uh, that doesn't happen all the time, thank God. But I began to think, because I think different, I think, than a lot of people. I began to think about all the other people who probably had a heart attack that day. And uh, maybe faithful working moms, maybe single moms, maybe some guys working really hard for their family, maybe some people who had a cardiac arrest and no one even knew they were gone. But that one person, because he was in an NFL football game, gets all this attention. And again, please don't misinterpret. I'm not minimizing what happened to him. It's very, very sad. But uh, you know that 900 people have cardiac arrest every day in the United States? 900 people. And so that night on a Monday night, again, not to minimize his, but because he was a football player and because he was on TV, it's like the whole world stopped. But there was 899 other people who had a heart attack and got no attention whatsoever or no prayers. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? And that, that to me is sad. But a good thing happened from it, and I believe God takes negative things and turns them into positives. And you start to hear all these different people say, we're praying for him. We're praying for him. We're praying for him. And, and that's good too. How many know that's good, that we pray for people? But my thing is, is I wonder how many of those people that said, we're praying for him, actually pray. And actually prayed for him. 
And uh, you just you started, it's, it's just amazing to me how a, a national spotlight can bring religion to everybody. All of a sudden, you have all these people who've never mentioned God in their life, and we're praying for you, man, and we're praying for him. And we're, again, we should pray for him. But the sad thing is, is a lot of people, even atheists, I was watching some, some Twitter and some different things just following the timeline, and I began to just start thinking about this. That Some of the people on there were saying, we're, we're an, I'm an atheist, but I'm praying for him. Let that sink in a little bit, okay? And that's exactly what my point is. And then what I really want to talk to you about tonight is this. I was watching, uh, I saw a clip of a guy. And, again, I'm not taking away anything of the good that happened out of this bad or any of the things that were, that were said, minimizing anything. But I saw this guy who's an NFL analyst, and he was on the show, and he was talking about this situation, and he says, I'm just going to pray for this man right now. And how many know that's good? Excellent. He says, I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm going to pray for him right now. And he's on, you know, national TV. And so he closes his eyes, and the other two people on the set close their eyes, and they don't say anything, but he prays. He prays a very sincere, very beautiful prayer for this man. And I thought that was awesome. But I personally was watching and listening and waiting to see if he would say the word. And he prayed this beautiful, eloquent prayer, and he got to the end of it, and he said, in your name, God. And he didn't say that name. So I want to preach tonight about in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say that name tonight. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout out. The Bible says the name above every name. Amen. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not dogging this guy for, for praying. I'm glad he prayed. But the thing is, is I, was, I don't know how many people were watching, but I was wait, waiting to see if he would say that name. And I want you to understand tonight on this Wednesday night, church, we have to understand that what separates us from, from people who are religious and people who are saved is the name of Jesus. Can I get a better amen? The name of Jesus. So people can turn into prayer warriors all of a sudden and, and call on God and, and, and say the name of God. But the problem is, is we know who God is and God knows who God is, but the demons don't if you don't pray the right way. Okay? And so it's an opportunity for that person to say that name that might get him fired. And that's probably why he didn't do it. But if you're going to say the prayer, go all the way. If you're going to be bold and do the right thing, do the right thing all the way. Romans 1.16 says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Did you hear that? It didn't say, I'm not ashamed of God. It said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, and for, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. So we understand tonight that that name is a name that is powerful. In the name of Jesus, demons flee. In the name of Jesus, miracles happen. In the name of Jesus, things change. And I want to give you some verses tonight, and I want you to understand again that this is a powerful name we must learn to use. And I'm going to show you some verses, and literally, I just picked a few because I could have picked a hundred. 
where it very clearly shows us that when we pray and when we say something, it must be in the name of Jesus. Okay? Not just the name, because when you say God, and that's the thing that's interesting, how many know today you can say God and it's not that big of a deal? You can say God at school, you can say God on TV, you can say, he didn't get in trouble for saying in your name. Because he just kind of left that open to interpretation for whoever your God is. But there's something about that name that causes problems. And when you say the name Jesus, something happens. And I'm going to show you that in the scriptures tonight. Let's start off in Matthew chapter 10, verse 22. This is why a lot of people are ashamed of the name of Jesus Christ. Or they don't want to say it on that TV network, or they don't want to say it in public because Jesus said, and here's why, you will be hated. Hated is not popular. You will be hated by all for what? For what? Who's speaking? Jesus. He says, and when you say my name, when you associate yourself to Jesus, me, you're going to be hated but he who endures till the end will be saved. So he says something here that sets us apart. And we need to understand that because there really is a, a, a separation. There are a lot of people who will say God and say they even believe in God. And I want to, I want to give you another scripture that's not in my notes tonight. The Bible says even the demons believe in God and tremble at his word. So it's not enough just to believe, but there's something powerful that unlocks doors about the name of Jesus, but it's something you have to be bold enough to say, and, and at your workplace and at your school, that's why on our billboard out there, we're a target because we're not afraid to put the big name of Jesus out there. You see our church, and people drive by and don't even know what church it belongs to, and they might wonder and they can find it, but our church name is real small down on the bottom. But when they drive by tonight, they're going to see the name of Jesus. Amen? Jesus, the name above every name. Now, let's go to the book of Acts. I'm going to give you some really cool scriptures tonight. Chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 1. I'm going to read a little story here. Give me an amen when you get there. Acts chapter 4, verse 1. This is really going to bless some people tonight. This is really going to disciple some people tonight. This is really going to get you, and this is really good timing by God, by the way, as we head into the fast starting when? Sunday. As we head into this fast, we, if we're going to have powerful fasting prayer, we need to pray the right way. Okay? And we need to pray in the name of Jesus. That opportunity to say it. I want you to know as I was listening, people are listening when you pray to see who you pray to. It's important. Okay? And I, I don't want to be, this goes to that part where I don't want to deny Jesus. I want to confess him before men. I don't want to be politically correct. I want to be correct with Jesus. And when we talk about Jesus like this, you might say, well, God, Jesus is God. Yes, and, and if we don't say Jesus, we don't know what God we're talking about because there's a lot of little G's. 
So Jesus' name is very, very important. And you're going to see that in these scriptures. Verse 1 says, As they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them. And being greatly disturbed, watch this, that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. They wouldn't have got in trouble if they would have just been preaching God. But because they preached Jesus, and because they preached Jesus' resurrection, it says that they were greatly disturbed. And they laid hands on them. I don't think any of you have ever had your hands laid on you for saying the name of Jesus. These men said the name of Jesus and got their hands laid on them, and not in a good way. And put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, watch this, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of them came to be about 5,000. I want you to know that when you're not ashamed of Jesus, Jesus will not be ashamed of you. And when you're not ashamed to speak the name of Jesus, there are souls connected and tied to your faith tonight. If you lift up the name of Jesus, the Bible says, he, if you lift up Jesus, he'll draw all men unto himself. Amen? And you might have a target on your back, but I'll take that target because Jesus is going to stand right next to me to defend me. Amen? And we cannot be ashamed of that name of Jesus. How many of you tonight know from going out to that square, when you say the name of Jesus, it makes those demons mad. You can go out there and hold signs and, and, and say, God loves you all you want, but it don't bother them. But when you say, Jesus, something happens. Why is it that that name is the only name that's a cuss word? Why doesn't anybody ever hit their finger with a hammer and say, Buddha? Why? No one ever uses another name. There's a reason why that name is used. Because the devil hates it. Because that name has power. And because it has power, it gets misused. It's a cuss word. So, verse 5. And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers and their elders and their scribes, as well as Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander, they were bringing all the big wigs in. And as many as were of the family of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And they, when they had set in the midst of them, watch this. This is important. They said, by what power? By what power? Now, here we go. Or by what name? They're, they're seeing these people get saved. They're seeing paralytics get up. They're seeing the blind healed. They're seeing all the miracles that Jesus did. And Jesus is already resurrected in, the he in heaven at the right hand of the Father. And they ask a question that proves to us tonight why this name is so important. They said, by what power or by what name have you done this? And Peter Filled with the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. Amen. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it says, rulers of the people and elders of Israel. If we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means has he been made well? 
Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel, watch this, that by the name of God, he, he didn't just say God, God did this. No, he says, let, me, let it be known today that it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and I love this, whom you crucified. I mean, oh, that's bold right there. The same people, you talk about bold, the same people that crucified Jesus are standing in front of these men and asking them, whose power are you preaching in? And they said that not only were they bold enough to say the name, they said the one you crucified. Whom God raised from the dead by him, Jesus, this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone, Jesus, which, the re, which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there, watch this, why is the name of Jesus so important? Why do we pray in the name of Jesus? Because it says, nor is there salvation in any other nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other what? Shout it out. Name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. You must call on the name of Jesus. Are you seeing this with me in the scriptures tonight? It's very clear that that name is important. It's not just there to fill Scripture. Look at Acts chapter 3. Here's another story. Verse 13. The God, and, and remember that God is very specific. The, we serve the God tonight of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. The God of our fathers glorified his servant Jesus. Now remember Abraham for later as we end. Whom you delivered up. And denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, of which you are witnesses. Now watch this. And his name, Jesus through faith in his name. Are y'all seeing how clear they make this? In his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him who has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Every time someone was healed or they were questioned about things, they didn't leave it to any question who did it, they said it's in that name that things happen. If you want to see real fruit in your lives, church, get the name right. Understand the power of the name of Jesus. And understand that when you use that name right, there's no power in hell that can defeat you. There's no sickness that cannot be defeated. There's no flat line that can take your life if it's not your time. There's no de demonic force against your marriage that can win when Jesus is in control.
There's no financial recession in this United States or world that can affect the church of Jesus Christ when Jesus' name is lifted up. Amen? There's something about that powerful name of Jesus. But it's a separator. It separates. It separates the religious folks from the relationship folks. When you are uh, religious, you just know generalities. But when you have a relationship, you know intimacies. And Jesus is a God of intimacy. He's a Savior that loves us, and he wants us to not be ashamed of him and who he is. Here's another verse as I begin to push through this and close. Mark chapter 16. Many of us know this. And these signs shall follow those who believe. This is Jesus speaking again. And he says, in my name. So just to stop here for a second, I want to um, say something about this verse that would, is off of another verse that I'm not going to use tonight. The, the power of that name has to be used correctly. And when you say, and he says, in my name, there has to be relationship and belief and covenant. Because you see stories in the Bible where someone like Peter, or sorry, like Simon the sorcerer, sees the power of God happening and says, I want that power, and I've got money to pay for it. And he goes and he tries to cast out demons in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. There are people who will see fruit in your lives, and they'll want to follow you and do what you do, but they haven't been born again, and they don't know who Jesus truly is. And when he tried to do that, and he tried to pray for these demons to come out, they beat him down. Because he, you can't pray in the name of Jesus that your mom and dad believe in. You can't pray in the name of Jesus that I preach in. You can't pray in the name of Jesus that somebody around you prays in. You have to know Jesus for yourself. You have to have a relationship with him. And when you have his power in his name, then you can use it correctly and fruit will happen. So it's very important that we understand that we don't, know, we don't speak the name of Jesus that somebody else believes. We have to have a personal understanding of who Jesus is. And I would say this, church, as you begin to know who Jesus is, the more intimate you get with him, the more you understand his character, the closer you get to him, the more power you're going to have in your life. Because he wants to do great things through you. But it's in his name. He says, in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. Amen. Church, we are in a church tonight that believes that Jesus heals. And we know he heals. We, we are in a church tonight that believes that there's no demonic force of darkness that can be in this place right now in the presence of God and, and do what it wants to do. If there were to be a spirit of demonic oppression in this place tonight, it is arrested. It couldn't do anything because the name of Jesus is preached here. And the Bible says that we, God has given us power and authority to trample on those serpents and scorpions. He's given us power and authority to cast those demons out. 
He's given us power and authority to tell that sickness that has to come out of a body. There's an authority that comes when you know who Jesus is. And church, I tell you what, I, I have to admit I'm jealous, very jealous of that man's opportunity. Very, very jealous that I wish I could have had the opportunity to be sitting in that chair and get the opportunity for millions of people to hear my prayer so that I could finish it. And I would have finished that part of the prayer louder and stronger than anything else. And listen, he did a great prayer. He did, he really did, and it was heartfelt, and it was genuine. And maybe he just had a brain fart. I just wish he would have done the next thing and said, it's in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus that we pray. And probably what would have happened is the network would have gone off. Has anybody seen that happen? I have. There have been times when, and that just goes to prove how powerful his name is. There has been times when athletes and, and famous people have said the name and somehow all of a sudden, oh, we got to go to a break. Or you see the colors up and down on the TV. Why is it that that happens? Because there's something about that name. That is the name above every name. Amen. Two more verses. Colossians chapter 3. Now I told you I just chose a few. There's hundreds of verses. Hundreds of verses that mention how powerful the name of Jesus is and why we pray in the name of Jesus. And whatever you do, watch this, this is so good. And whatever you do, what is whatever? Whatever. Whatever you do in word, or deed, do it all in what? In the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Everything we do is to glorify Jesus. Amen? Everything we say is to glorify Jesus. Every day we get opportunities to, to speak the truth of Jesus Christ to people, and a lot of times we fail. Can I get an amen? We get nervous, we get sighed, we get upset, we get bothered, we get, we get afraid of what they're going to think of us. But church, we need to not be ashamed of that name. Because that name is the name that they need to change. If you're changed in this place tonight, and you've been set free from drugs and alcohol and pornography, and your marriage has been fixed, your body's been healed, your finances have been restored, your life's changed, it's because, not because you came to church, it's because Jesus changed you. And this world needs to know the name of Jesus. They hear God all the time, but they need to know the name of Jesus. As the musicians come, I want to finish in John chapter 8. I love this scripture. I love, I love the red letter of Jesus. When you really love the Lord and when you're really in relationship with Jesus and you read his words, something happens inside of you. Go to John chapter 8. Verse 54. Watch this powerful speaking of Jesus. Jesus is again being confronted by the Pharisees and the Sadducees. That for us today is just the world, the, the religious folks, the people in our lives who are coming against us. And Jesus answers, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father who honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you. 
but I do know him, and I keep his word. Now, I want you to leave that right there for a second. I, w- I want to hit this, this part home. You'll really pay attention to what we're reading. He says, yet you have known him, have not known him, sorry, but I know him. You say that he's your God. How many people tonight say they believe in God, but they don't really know him because they don't know Jesus? Jesus is saying right here, and this is why he can say the scripture that nobody else can say, I am the way. I am the truth. Do you realize that nobody else has ever said that in the history of the world? I mean, said it with power, said it and really meant it. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And what does it go on to say? Can somebody help me finish it tonight? No one, no one comes unto the Father except through Jesus. Oh, it's such a single-minded, you know, thought to think that way. Yep, it sure is. Because that's what Jesus said. Because Jesus is the one who went to the cross. And Jesus is the one who came out of the grave. So Jesus has the power to say, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life, and no one comes unto the Father except through me. So he says, if I say I don't know him, I'd be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Now watch this. Stay with me. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. You, listen to what he's saying. He's, he's going to what they know, which is Abraham. They kept saying, Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. Our father's Abraham. He says, your, your father Abraham, and of course, Jesus knows Abraham very well. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. And they're like, wait a minute. Go to that next verse. Wait wait a minute. They said to him, you're not even 50 years old. And you're saying you've seen Abraham? Watch what he says. Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I am Jesus. Amen? If you really love Jesus tonight, that should make something stir up inside of you. Because you know Jesus. And Jesus knows you. Father, tonight in your name, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. Not as some religious prayer, but a relationship prayer. Not being ashamed of who you are because you said in your word we would be hated for your name's sake. But God, I am not ashamed. And I understand why Paul said this because he was facing the same thing and probably worse in his days as he's writing to the Romans. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, help us as a church and believers to be bold about the name of Jesus. Father, so that people know, we know who you are, but they don't know who you are. And we need to take every opportunity to speak the name of Jesus. 
Your word says, God, Father, that you gave that power to him. That there's no other name written under heaven by which we can be saved. So we can't pray for salvation in any other name than that name, Jesus. Jesus, you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Before Abraham was, you were. And I thank you tonight that you have revealed yourself to us. And tonight your power, your healing, your deliverance is in this place and is at our disposal when we pray by faith in the name of Jesus. It's what seals the deal, Father. Father, touch us, speak to us, challenge us. If we've been in this place tonight and in our lives we've been ashamed to speak that name, help us to stop being ashamed. If we have maybe not understood what we were doing by not praying in the name of Jesus, help us to have a revelation tonight that that name is what matters. Help us to make sure, help us to be blunt about it, that it's Jesus that saves It's Jesus that delivers. It's Jesus that transforms lives. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed all across this place, do you know Jesus tonight? Have you been born again? Nicodemus said, how how can I be saved to Jesus? And Jesus said, you must be born again. Have you given your life to Jesus? Have you put your faith in? In Jesus is everything that you live and move and have your being around who Jesus Christ is and what Jesus did on the cross and what Jesus did in the tomb for your salvation. How many tonight could say, I don't know him, but I want to. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life tonight. Just lift up your hand all across this place. Say, pray for me, Pastor. I want Jesus to be Lord. I want Jesus to come in and be Lord and Master of my life. Maybe you're watching online. We'll pray with you in a moment. Maybe you're here, and, and maybe you're someone who's, who used to be real bold about Jesus. But tonight you're, you're shamed. You're, you've changed your, your, your language. You've changed your ideology. You've allowed li- lies to come in, and you've questioned Give your loyalty back to Jesus tonight. Jesus is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He is before Abraham was. He's the word. He's the verb. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word is God, and it's Jesus. That name will open up some doors for you tonight in your prayer life. As we stand all across this place, we're going to, Open up these altars. This is, again, a great message to take into this time of praying and fasting. It's in the name of Jesus. I showed you in several scriptures there over and over again that they were very clear about that name. We must be clear as well. Amen? Jesus is the key that opens up the door. Before you come forward tonight, we're going to open up the altars to pray, to to speak that name. Pray against sickness, pray against uh, family problems, whatever it is. Time, you, you may come to the altar and pray for something that has nothing to do with this message. But before we do, we're going to give those watching online an opportunity to be saved tonight. If you're watching and the Holy Spirit has brought you to this YouTube or 
Facebook or you're listening to a podcast, Jesus loves you. And he died on the cross for your sins. And the Bible says, he who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. If we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Just say this prayer with me tonight. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. And I know that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I believe you come to give life and life more abundantly. Jesus, I call on your name as the Savior of this world. Forgive me tonight for all my sins. I believe you shed your blood on the cross for my sins. I'm saved tonight because of what you did for me. By grace, Jesus, take control of my life. I give you lordship. I surrender everything to you. Thank you for changing me. I am born again. I am a new creation in Jesus' name. And devil, I no longer serve you. Leave me alone. I'm a child of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.